days Let your problems dissipate I'm chill out Let those worries leave your mind A bit chill out Just unwind and have a good time what up, 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 what up? It's your boy T. Half of on the ride up. Season two, episode 27. Daddy George episode. <laughs> uh, I'm running solo again tonight. Uh, my compadre in crime, he an early bird, so he probably, he probably sleep. Who knows? But that, you know, that don't stop no show. You know, they don't stop no show. I'm always going to be here for you. You know, rain, sleet, hell, snow. You know what I'm saying? I'm always here. Unless I'm not here then. I mean, you know, we at the end of the world. <laughs> uh, before, I, before I start, I want to give a shout out to uh, the logo uh, creator. You know what I'm saying? Design well. Well powered. Uh, just, uh, you know, tied the knot with this uh, lovely lady. And mm-hmm. her podcast, The Ways. She's uh, super dope. Uh, shout out to Hotstyle, I'm saying the sponsor, latest drop, mint green envy hoodies, $60 should be launching on frock. Well, in like 12 hours on the site, I mean, it's uh, it's a good things going on. So, uh, I originally wanted to uh, start off with uh, I originally want to start off with <coughs> with uh, the election. Unfortunately, the people who I wanted to be a part of it had some other obligations and they were not able to to join us. So we're going to end up doing a recap because I really uh, value uh, their opinions and I feel like they have a great perspective and I really want to get their voices out there uh, because I know that our listeners are predominantly male <clears throat> based on the uh, the stats that we get every week and we look at and see who's who's chiming in. Uh, but it's just like with men, it's the same thing. You know, you don't want to be, you know, you don't want to lump everybody together because then everybody's personal or individual uh, messages and their uh, needs don't get met. Uh, so I don't necessarily want to lump them together, but I feel like women's, the woman's message should be heard by a woman because if it's all guys telling it, we're only going to tell our perspective on it. You know, it's slightly skewed. And I don't want to speak for anybody else, you know, unless I feel like I am an appropriate representative. And I am definitely not an uh, appropriate representative of females. Um, I think that I get them for the most part. I think I understand them, but beyond understanding, I empathize with the struggle that they had. So that's as far as I can focus on speaking. I'd rather them speak on their own. It's because I can't, they may have issues with me specifically. I can't speak on those issues because those are things that I need to work on or, you know, we, you know what I'm saying, need to interact with to come to a, you know, a understanding, like, so to speak. I don't know. But um, yeah, it's, uh, it's been a fun day. Uh, so all day I've been having uh, a conversation about something. Mm-hmm. This originally sparked my uh, interest a couple months ago when we were still in like phase one or we might have been in phase two. 
pandemic and versus had launched and everybody was like oh we should get this person to battle we should get that person to battle and i was like yo music versus d'angelo or music versus maxwell or d'angelo versus maxwell i thought i thought a combination of those three artists would be really dope and some got really up in arms with d'angelo and maxwell to as to say that music uh doesn't deserve to be mentioned in their name and i'm like wait a minute you know hold up gotta hold up my second uh because music has the catalog to compete, especially with uh, D'Angelo. But with Maxwell, I, to be honest with you, I'm not. I don't know how Maxwell. Be honest, I don't know how Maxwell stacks up. You on a live streaming right now, uh, naked naked guy? We're live. I'm not naked. <laughs> Just want to let you know, you all you all doing. I'm not yeah. naked, bro. And I appreciate it. You know, man, it helped it get our viewers up and all. But make sure you uh, pick your tone up and, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Number one, bro. Number one. Not what? I'm, I'm far. What are you talking about? Far from. Far from. That's a lot, bro. From. But your audio is not good right now. I can't hear you. All right, I'm going to leave and come back. Right. Whatever you need to do, you need to fix it. You need to fix it. But yeah, so back to what I was saying. Um, obviously, uh, D'Angelo and Maxwell hit the scene before for, for, uh, for uh, music. D'Angelo first. D'Angelo was a, you know, he, I mean, listen, it's, there's nothing to explain about D'Angelo as far as uh, music. I mean, Brown Sugar, great album. Great album. Um, I mean, I don't even, like, it's, at least four or five hits on it. My lady, a lady, brown sugar, uh, cruising, uh, shit damn, uh, dreamy eyes of mine. Like it got hits all throughout that album. Great album. You can play it all the way through. Um, classic album. Uh, to be honest with you, uh, Voodoo is actually, I like Voodoo. I think that individually, brown sugar has better songs by themselves, but as a collective, Voodoo is a better package of music, in my opinion, for my consumption. And I feel like it took him a very long time to bring out a new project when he came out with the Vanguard album. And it was more of the same, not necessarily the same, but just in the same style of a vibe. It wasn't the same vibe as Voodoo, but a vibe just as Voodoo was about it. You get what I'm saying? And Maxwell, has his albums have been like that since he came out. Urban Hang Suite was like that. It was a, it was a even though he had some singles that you pull and put on the radio. I mean, he had, I mean you talk about uh, Whenever, Whatever was like one of my favorite joints. You know what I'm saying? And then he came out with the Unplugged version of that same album. It's like, yo, you, I mean, because people have favorite versions of that, those songs, you can basically consider that a second album. You know what I'm saying? Because it was all fire from that. You know what I'm saying from that point forward. Um, that really real back in. Hopefully, uh, we can hear him a little better. <laughs> you hear me? He got the hoodie on now. Yeah. 
I mean, you know, I was going to the gym now. How was how was your work? Are you 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 feel oh, no, buffed I'm up? Going, I'm going to the gym. You know, going. Yeah, I ain't go yet. Oh, you, okay. <laughs> so you you just shirt off, get ready to go to the gym for her. Gotcha. Mm, yeah. So uh, we starting off the show. We're talking about uh, a few months ago when we came up with battles, and I had. Uh, I'm saying mentioned the whole music soul child versus D'Angelo or music soul child versus Maxwell or D'Angelo versus Maxwell and how I got pushed back like and I felt like and I let it I didn't really uh, make it an issue at the time uh, because I you know me when it comes to the greats just like with the LeBron versus Jordan I don't like talking about Michael Jordan in a way to discredit LeBron and I don't like to talk about LeBron in a way to discredit Mike or to discredit Kobe. I like to be able to people to speak about them without shitting on the other. And I didn't want it to be a situation where I was going to be defensive of Muted Soul Child to give people the impression that I'm not as big a fan as I'm not as big as fan as Maxwell. You know what I'm saying? It's just the fact that uh I think for me, I am a I I would say that I'm a bigger fan of Music Soul Child for the in the sense that you are a bigger Chris Brown fan than you are an Usher fan. Because you feel like you grew up with Usher and his, you know I'm saying, his ascension to where he is now. And that's right. how I Soul Child came out like right around the time where, you know what I'm saying, we were 18, hitting the ground and, and starting to live life. And a lot of the music that he was making, I was going through those things versus, mm-hmm. you know, being a, like I was, I would, I was like just hitting the high school, maybe. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, first album came out. Even though it was a great album, I think as your mind matures, like music resonates. With it. Like when I was little, yeah. I didn't want to sit in the back seat of the Oldsmobile we was driving in and listen to uh, Temptations and all that stuff. But as I got older, like the that started connecting. You know what I'm saying? So when by the time music came out and and his vibe was just different. Like at the time, Music Soul Child was like he was the the newest thing as far as that neo soul was concerned and mm-hmm. i think when he hit like nobody could nobody could do what he did nobody could do what he did as far as music and it's funny i hear people get a lot of passes for not being the, the greatest vocalist that music soul child doesn't get he doesn't get the pass that a lot of people got i hear people slight him uh vocally because he doesn't have a lot of range but the thing about it, the great thing about him is he doesn't write songs outside of his range. So he's never missing notes in any mm-hmm. of his albums. And, uh, you know, I, I put the, I put it up to the test today because I was curious. You know, I was listening to all this music and I was like, damn, I don't know which one of his albums is the best between his first three. Mm-hmm. I still haven't decided on which one I think I like the most. So I'm like, you know what, let me see how everybody else feels about this. And I put it out there, and a lot of people were like, dog, I'm not picking. I can't pick. You know, a lot of things, it got echoed the same thing. Like, I can't pick. Right. Uh, which album I like best between these is too hard. You know? Yeah. And uh, it's like, like, what do you, like, I guess it all depends on where you were when those albums came out to decide, like, how you really feel about it. I think a lot of people who aren't necessarily core Soul Child fans, but that's but they know his music. I think if they had to choose for one, they would probably say his first one, only because Love is on that album. 
I'm saying mm-hmm. that love is probably, I think love is probably mm-hmm. its most recognizable game because he's singing about love. And that's right. all about. the whole song is love. So, you know, people singing at weddings, you know, and everything that's love related, Valentine's Day, it's it's that song. You know what I'm saying it's one of those things that come on. And, it, and because his notes are so medium range, a lot of people feel like they can sing those notes with him. Right. It's sort of like how when John Legend came up with ordinary people, it, was, it wasn't the greatest vocal prowess. So the average Joe felt like he could sing ordinary people. The average Joe feels like they can sing love. And, but I feel like I could hear his development in his writing on his third album. I feel like the first album was like, yo, here go 20 songs of me let y'all know who I am. That's that's what the first album was. The second album was reaffirming, oh no, this is the type of music I make and I make hits. That's what the second album was. The Mm -hmm. third album was more so, I'm here now. But I got chicks up my sleeve. I got other things that I can give you. And mm-hmm. his like his song he wrote up the uh, song called Monopoly when he wrote about you know what I'm saying the young girl you know what I'm saying struggling through life and and she the Monopoly board. That's one of the one of the greatest songs of the last twenty years in my opinion as far as scheme in an R and B record because a lot of R and B artists don't do that. They just write one verse, two verse, maybe three verses, a hook, a bridge, and sing. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? There's not much to it other than, you know what I'm saying, the song, but there's no scheme in it. And he put scheme to it. And I really thought, because you can mix, you can really go for a scheme and it'd be like, this is cheesy. And he made it work. And the good thing is about, the, the one thing I liked about it is that they didn't try to make that a single. They let that be an album cut. So it wasn't like, it like it can it can breathe. Like certain, certain songs that are good songs, they don't get a chance mm-hmm. to breathe because... They get put, and yeah, how many times you had good records, but people can't stand it out like two weeks because it's all you hit, it's all you hit. Like, dog, I hate that song. Why you hate it? It's a good song, bro. I did like it, but bro, they play it every day on the radio. Every time I go somewhere, they playing, right? You know what I'm saying? So, so it's right. like one of those things where it's like I'm glad that they didn't choose that record to be a single. But I mean, let's see. What's your favorite music soul child album? Probably the first one. The first one. Yeah, the first one. Because I'm in that. Huh? I just want to sing. Yeah, that's my that's my favorite album. It's, it's. I mean, like, I can't be mad at anybody who chooses any one of the first three albums. Mm-hmm. Now, if you venture past the first three albums, then I'm going to give you a side eye. <laughs> and it's not because I don't think bad projects. I just don't think that. None of his albums after the first three are classics whereas you can play them front to back, no skips. Mm-hmm. Whereas the, the the next uh two albums, yeah, he gave you some great songs. He got to that you know that mode where an artist drops an album and they have one or two songs. And that's how the, from now on when they drop an album, it's gonna have one or two songs. Once they get established and they got the touring and they you know, they made a certain amount of money and they, it happens to a lot of established artists where they, you can hear their hunger, the rawness, the passion is in the first two or three projects mm-hmm. and then you can hear why they start to add a lot of filler in their music and that goes across every genre, not just R&B. It definitely happens in rap. Uh, and shit, sometimes rock and roll and pop albums. You only get one album, and then it's like, yeah, you know what I'm saying? 
because mm-hmm. because pop art, you know, pop artists, it's a double edged sword for them a lot of ways because they get so much push because they immediately mainstream because they looked the part. You know right. if, if you came out around the time where everybody wanted to sound like Nickelback or something like that, it's like, yo, you just have that guy that sounds like that, play some of the music. They go on, some people gonna buy your album because they think you Nickelback. Or maybe you, you said then when when Dawson came out after you said being on American Idol, like to me he's the best vocalist out of all of the guys who do that sound. But like I I can't name one album where it's like yo that Dawson album is crazy. But when I hear Dawson, I'm like yo he has an amazing voice. Mm-hmm. And I gotta from okay this that person on this that person song, and so and, and like I did another group like pop wise uh, like. I thought the fray when it, the phrase first album, and I know you probably don't know uh, what the, the no. phrase. You probably heard a song or two, but what know about name? And that's fine. But uh, they had their first album, uh, "How to How to Save a Life," was a great album. And after that, it didn't necessarily match up. Kings of Leon, same thing. I'm not sure. Uh, Kings of Leon, they sang the song uh, uh, "Use Somebody." Uh, what's another song? Uh, Sex is on fire. This mm-hmm. sex is on fire. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. I know that. You know what I'm like they had like two songs off that first album, and then the second album came out. It's like they completely, completely went left as far as the music went, and that happens in every. So it happens in every genre. Mm-hmm. But is they get passes, they get to go to different lanes. If they, if they white, especially then, all they gotta do is get some call roles, get a black artist to feature on a record. You know what I'm saying? And uh-huh. They like the cross the cross over to the urban division of music. It's like there's no boundaries. There's no there's no there's no obstacles. It's like hey, I want to make a record with so and so. Find me a black artist, throw him a lot of money, and get him on the record. You know what I'm saying, regardless of how you know I'm saying, all you need to be is have some popularity. And it's like oh, all right, cool. I make that. I mean, if you if you're a rap artist and you want to go on gold as your best sale, mm. you for a look. That opportunity, not thinking how uh, how fucked up it is that you can't get the same. You know what I'm saying? I can't, like, for instance, the one time I can say backwards is when Wale had Lady Gaga on his own. And the only reason that happened is because Lady Gaga wasn't Lady Gaga at the time. And they were mm-hmm. on the same label. So they were like, hey, put them two together, make a record. All right. But Lady Gaga don't perform that song when she's going on tour. Lady, Lady Gaga don't push that record at all, you know what mm-hmm. I'm saying, mm-hmm. to make that joint still get streamed, still get sales, still get recognition. You right. know what I'm saying? So it's like, and, and I don't blame Wale for not, you know what I'm saying, playing that record. Because he want you want your fan base to be uh true. You want you want people to like you because of your content, not because you had Lady Gaga on your album. You know what I'm saying? Especially when that was his first uh, you know what I'm saying, that was his first major label album. But to get back to to Soulja, like he had a couple, he had a couple records after the fact until he he faded. You know what I'm saying? To you know what I'm saying? Making tour money and doing whatever he did. I, I don't know exactly. Uh, I mean, I know at one point he had decided to be a rapper named Hustle, and it was a bad move. Like, like listen, I, as, as a as an artist, I'm one of the biggest music social. His his image is tailor made for R and B backpack. You know what I'm saying? Chill out, neo soul style. Mm-hmm. 
not rap, bro. You like nothing about you says rap. And then <laughs> you you're not a good rapper. Period. You're not a good rapper. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I hate. I'm sorry to say that. Maybe you feel like you are. I, I'm not going. I'm not going to say you're not a rapper because obviously you are. You, you came up with a rap album, but you're just not a good rapper. Well, I never heard his rap uh, lyrics or anything like that, so I couldn't even comment. You wonder why not? <laughs> you, I, you wonder why not? I mean, you know, that's, that's true. Though I'm not listen. I'm not saying don't don't venture out and try new things and push yourself. Uh, I mean, Tyrese uh, said he was a rapper. He came out. He he at least tried to backdoor pause his mm. rap. Whereas he had a, a album out where he did split, where it was like half R&B and it had uh, Black Tie, the rapper. Mm. But nobody kicked, like none of the songs that he did as a rapper ever made a single or ever made any noise because, bro, just stick to your lane as an R&B artist. I know you, you feel like you're from the hood and you got the edge of a rapper, but you are R&B artist and you put it on display when you and Rock got into it and you was crying. And you was crying. Well, I, I think... <laughs> But I think Bad it's a stigma too, though, because it's like once you are a, are a label as an R&B artist, it's like nobody's going to take you seriously besides Chris Brown when you try to go into rap, you know, especially like uh, depending on the era too, like when gangster rappers around. Like, bro, you can't go from R&B and all of a sudden you a gangster rapper. It's not going to work like that. It's just not. I, and you know what? I think uh, Chris, Chris is the anomaly. Chris, Chris is the anomaly because his situation with Rihanna, I think, gave him that window to be different. Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, if you look, I mean, if you want to be honest, Chris was supposed to be canceled. So he defied the odds just by being still being able to make hit records and still having people, you know, stay in his corner to the point where he got past the, you know what I'm saying, the fight with Rihanna. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying now he clearly has other things that he deals with, but mm-hmm. and that I think holding him be a bigger star. But I think he's where he wants to be. I don't think he, I don't think he can be number one. I think Chris Brown sees him. I mean, based on some of the comments I've heard him say, as far as like going against other artists, like catalog wise, I feel like I think Chris Brown thinks he's like undisputed. Like number one, like he's an RB king. Um but I, I don't know. Like, like I said, me and you had that conversation. I don't I don't think it's just a letter. And then you have the other anomaly, which is Drake, where it's like he's an enigma because mm-hmm. it's like he's rap and he does rap, but he sings and he's done a great job of writing like hooks for other artists mm-hmm. with melody whether he's singing in it or not. You know what I'm saying? Like, ask out music will probably go down as his crowning achievement as far as you know I'm saying, hooks that he gave gave to an artist. That's one of the big, that's one of Rick Ross's biggest albums. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Um, but to, to, to get back to it, when I, when I, when I look at this music soul child catalog, I, like his, like his, Second album, man. I I think what's a testament to your your career is if you can drop a new album and it's so good that it makes you 
the audience, go listen to old music. That I think that's that when it's like, yo, oh, I, I gotta go listen. Man, he made me want to go listen. That means you're doing something right. Right. And to be honest with you, I think part of it is just subconsciously, even for me to be talking about him, is because Ty Dolla Sign just dropped a feature in Ty Dolla album. And he has a song with uh with Soul Child on it, and it cranked. It sounded like something that Soul Child would have came out when he was in his prime. It is bad. It was a really good record. Like so, and he's had some uh records with some new artists too. I think that's dope. Right. You know what I'm saying he's not an elder statesman, but he's taking the opportunity to um make connections with the with the newer, younger audience. By you know what I'm saying making music with uh, these younger artists, mm-hmm. uh, I think it's uh, Kalani. He might. I think it's a Kalani he has a record with. I'm about a hundred. I have to check it out, but I think it's Kalani he has a record with. I'm not sure. Hold on one second. I'm gonna look and see. I don't want to miss folk. but I think it's Kalani. Hold on one second. Ooh, ooh. Wow. My, my 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 waiting my 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 waiting song. I always do that. Yeah, it's Kalani. It's called Footsteps. Really dope. Really dope. But, um, yeah, man, I just really wanted to, uh, Give some props to New Year's Old Child for his catalog. And again, to me, focusing on his first three albums is not slighting the work he did after the fact. Uh, he definitely had some hits song-wise, individually, after his third album. Because he had the he had So Beautiful. That's man, when so so beautiful was arguably one of his best records. Uh, yeah, hands down. The joint with Murray J. Blige. That's that's a that's a that's a uh, if you leave. That was a good record. Uh, then he had uh, Buddy. He had two. Actually, Buddy was on the uh, album. I think that was on the album with uh, with Radio. Radio was a solid record. It wasn't. It wasn't his best yeah. record. It was like you know. It was close to what he gave you, I'm saying, in his heyday, but it wasn't over the top. You so childish, drink, crack type of music. But it was a good record. Uh, what else? And then, then is I think his best feature was probably going to be on the breaking you off with the uh, from the roots with him and him and Black Thought. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Coming to break you off. That was that was fire. So let me ask you. So I, I I'm doing a lot of talking. Why is his first album your favorite album? I think it's just because uh, it brings back a lot of memories of when I was in uh, grade late, and uh, me and my mother we always make jokes about uh, we have like a little bathroom music because uh, the little radio that we had it only get like two maybe three stations, and Music Soul Child was one of those uh, artists that the stations will always play. Um, Girl Next Door and so on and so forth. Maybe we can go down the list what's on that first album, but uh, or just music, Soul Child in general. 
So I think that's why that first album just like sticks to me so much, just because of the memories that it brought. You know, I was a young pup. I was probably like seven to eight, but it's still memorable though. What's your favorite song off that album? Ooh, Jesus. Mm. I know my favorite. What's your favorite? Merry Go Round. Hmm. M A R Y H O W C Y O F D Y O U. I can't remember how the motherfucker spell that shit now, but that was my joint right there. He killed that. Uh, yeah, uh, I don't think I necessarily have a favorite. I just more so enjoy the album as a whole. If you uh, understand what I'm saying. You know, another one of my, my, my litmus tests that I always carry with me when I talk to people about uh, music and when you know an album is great. It's mm-hmm. when your favorite song on the album changed. And my favorite song on that album changed four or five times easy. Obviously, Jeff's Friends, because that was his first single. And I love that song. Uh, I think for the reason why a lot of people don't like certain songs, because they hear it so many times, Love was never my favorite song. Because really? I heard it so many times, like, yo, you need to listen to this one. Oh, you need to Speechless? No, paparazzi. Paparazzi was like, whew, that was my joint. Um, I got, you know, you know, one thing I, one of the things I had an issue with Soul Child about was that we didn't get Aries enough. Man, I wanted, I, I, that girl, those girls, brought a lot to the table when they made music together. I wish she would have featured them a little bit more, because. Mm-hmm. Uh, that that do the the do it they had at the end of the album, your love yeah. means the world to me. That joint, right? Uh, oh, like the third joint on the album. Uh, you and me, I think it's you and me. Mm-hmm. I can't, cause you know music always like he be writing his his the name of his song, songs like one word and shit. So I can't remember exactly. I think it's you and me. Is the name of that uh? I wish I could. I wish I could uh play some music of his album, but I, you know, I don't have, I don't have copyrights for his music, so I'm not trying to get the get the get the show canceled on behalf of Bozo. Uh, yeah, it's called You and Me. So it was uh, Girl Next Door with Ayana, You and Me, Just Friends, Merry Go Round, One Four Three. Love, my girl, seventeen. Yo, the story he told on seventeen was really shit. He was a talented artist, man. Uh, Ellis gone, speechless. Paparazzi, settle, settle for my love. That's the song with Eric. And then uh, you'll be all right, yo. You'll be all right with seven minutes. But um, damn, that's time. That's what I'm saying. Like I said, then what's y'all was a favorite? And it's like, oh, like I still really have to say which one of my favorite. Um, I think that one, oh man, that was just that's tough, real. That's tough. Well, but if you go crazy, bro, had crazy is my favorite the soul child right Well, well, what you can do instead of a favorite, you can do a top three, you know, because uh, whenever I can't decide on one specific song. <laughs> Uh, this is my top three. This is my top five. It's, it's a little hard to decide, G. 
But uh, yeah, Settle for My Love was a joint. Remember? Broken hearted and so lost and alone. Picture me. Yeah, paparazzi, man. Paparazzi is 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 one of my top five music soul child uh, songs. And it didn't make us, it wasn't a single, but it was just man, it was a great, it was a great album. Um, I mean a great song. Uh another one. Yo, moment in life, moment in life. I was playing. That was one of the. That was a song I was playing when I was on Facebook Live earlier today, letting everybody know that I was going to be doing the uh, podcast nightclub. You show child, you came on. Like, yo, what's this song right here? That moment in life with, where it had uh, Kendrick Family Soul singing, and then had my guy uh, CeeLo singing at the end. CeeLo killed that joint. The way he t- angled that, I'm like, yo, this is CeeLo's always been one of my favorites. I love the way he uses his voice. But yeah, man, if I had to choose, I'm going to say my favorite music soul child album. Just I'm going just listen. Time. Uh, number one, I told you Half Crazy is my favorite soul child song. Then you add in uh, Time. I'd like to take a minute to apologize for not taking advantage of you. He's talking two times. This dude just puts his his uh, his pen ability on display with that song. He's talking to time. Like who talks to time? He's talking to time. Uh, so <laughs> so I definitely I definitely dug that one. Um, uh, previous cats that was a real real that was a real record right there. Like yo, stop comparing me to these other dudes that that fucked you over. I'm I'm different. I mean, I might fuck you over. But I'm gonna fuck you over in a different way. They fuck you over, but I don't compare me. Don't lump me in with they fuck us. I'm gonna do it different. I got a whole new type of fuck up for you. Um, it, he had a record on there where he talking to the girl that was 17 on mm-hmm. the first album. I thought that was dope. Right. Uh, nah, you know what? I take it back. I take it back. I think I think I'll go with Soul Stars, my favorite one. His third album is my favorite one. I'm gonna tell you why. I just thought about I skip caught caught up, I can skip. Like I can I can I can not hear caught up. It's not a bad record, but sonically it can it can tire on me. Whereas Soul Star, I love the way he started off that album. Cool. Just, so I'll take Soul Star as my favorite. Then it had, you know what I'm saying, Who Knows is on that album. Uh, and that's the thing, he didn't have a lot, he didn't have push a lot of singles off that album either. I think the previous one had more singles. This one didn't have a lot of singles, but it still was a great 
collection of music. So I'm gonna go with that one. Go with that one right there. So I was uh, real quick, you know, before I get you, before I get you out of here. Mm-hmm. November nineteenth, eight p.m. Live yes, on Versus TV, live on Apple TV. Yes, sir. The King, bitch, Ti versus yeah, the Snowman, cheesy. Who you got winning that one, yo? A lot of people may get mad at me for saying this because I know there's a lot of Tip or AKA Ti fans, <laughs> but I am going with my man Jeezy because I promise you, when Jeezy start bringing out that that mixtape. That mixtape uh, music, it's, 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 it's going to be a different catalog, bro. I'm trying to tell you. It's going to be different. Didn't you think that was, you thought that was going to help Fabulous beat Jadikas, didn't you? But, but this is the thing with Fabulous. He tried to go, he tried to go gutter for gutter with Fabulous. Like, no, bro. That's not to, I'm not, not going to say it's not his lane, but you can't beat Jada in that lane, bro. There's a lot of songs that Fab did not play that he should have that could have helped him win. At least have a better uh, fit to win that battle. But, you know, once again, it all comes down to what songs are you going to pick and when are you going to pick them. But I'm still going with my man Cheesy, though. I'm going with the underdog. So one of the things I like to ask when we talk about these versus battles, what songs you need? What what two or three songs you need Jeezy to play that you think he might not play? Um, I think put on needs to be one. I'm probably being a little biased because Kanye was on there, and whew, I think flexing is another song he needs to play. Um. <sighs> Go crazy. That's another song he needs to play. You know he's gonna play a whole. You know he has to. You gotta, when you got whole records, you gotta use them. Yeah. All the dope boys go crazy. But like you gotta play that, and I feel like he, I feel like he's gonna play Soul Survivor too. You know that was a big hit. Um, I, I don't see why he wouldn't. I just feel about You know what? I only need you to play one record for me, bro. Why not? I didn't. I didn't take it back to the group days because that was, because when that when that when they did that group, that was my that was my group. I was hoping they was going to uh, do big things. Yeah, boys in the hood, them boys in the ayo. Hey, I mean, granted, Jody Breeze had the best verse on that on their song, but still, uh, <laughs> I'm still. I mean, you also, but you also got to think though, Jeezy was a part of that that DJ drama era. Him and Wayne, they. I ain't gonna say they put DJ Drama on the map, but they was a part of that greatness. And it's not to to put my man Ti down. We know what he does. We know because uh, he he's in my top ten of all time. We know, but but no, don't don't play no that that R and B no or that that slow rap. You know, making love to the ladies against Jeezy, man, because he's going to go gutter. He's going to go gutter. And I hope my man T can keep up with. Him. I hope they. I'm taking T.I., bro. I'm sorry. I'm taking T.I. I think... I think... Number one, 
I'm a bigger fan of T.I. than I am of Jeezy. Even though I like Jeezy, I think T.I. is a better rapper. Right, right. And and he talked, he got this, he got he got hood records. He talked talked that drug shit. He talked that killer shit. He talked all the same shit. I just think he done it with a little little more panache. Just a little more. Uh, um, I, I, any one of the he anyone he he need to make sure he plays at least four or five records off the Urban Legend album alone. Motivation, ASAP, You Don't Know Me, Countdown. He played like he need to play all those joints. Five, four. <laughs> he need to play all them joints. Uh, well, you know you gotta play Rubber Band, man. Oh, oh, you, you know he's gonna go off the. Uh, he, he gonna give you something off off the second album. I hope. Oh, I hope that he doesn't try to get too deep into his. I'm serious. You know, these, some of these artists they get too cute, and they try to like show people something that they weren't really on. Like he needs to not play any record other than I'm serious off of his first album because they're not going around. And it's not that they're not. Uh, Quality records is just the 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 audiences are going to be like oh I, I I I give them that round they're not because it's only two records off there that I'm saying any made any any noise which uh Pussy Papa with uh with Jazzy Faye and I'm serious that's it um but then like I said once he get the once he once he get rolled and he, he dropped Urban Legend then he getting this King bag top Top down, like uh, all, all bro, Undertaker, all of that. But, but when he gets that, when he gets that bag, he gonna be good. But I think they both gonna start reaching once they get past their the bulk of their hits, and they start trying to get deeper in their catalog, thinking that they was killing it. Well, they weren't necessarily killing it, but they weren't stinking it up like either. You know what I'm saying? Right, right, but right. T T I also got Paper Trail. Then he got the joint with uh what Young Thug. Uh off his like I don't even know that was on his album, but mm-hmm. he got a verse on it, so he can use it. Oh yeah, yeah. But but you gotta think though, there's one album <laughs> that to me is a Jeezy classic, and that's the recession. Woo! It's gonna smoke T I. Protection is going to smoke T.I.'s catalog, bro. That's it. That's all I got to say. The recession. I don't, I don't know, bro. All right. Like, everybody, I'm telling you, it's because of the name. It's T.I. And don't get me wrong. I'm not trying to discredit my man. He's a great rapper. Had a lot of hits. We know what he did. We know. But Gigi's an underdog, bro. He's going to come up there and go pound for pound with him. I don't think he. I mean, the only reason he may come off as an underdog is because he don't do a lot of the talking. Ti's a mouthful. Like he, he been running around flapping his gums for months now about how he wanted fifty cent in the battle. You know what I'm saying? It's like he would. He he want, It's funny. He called for fifty cent, and everybody else was like that battle don't make sense. He need to battle Rick Ross or he need to battle Jeezy. That bad that right. don't make sense. But he kept pushing for it. And then they was like, nah, that battle ain't happening. But then it was, they actually put Buster Rhymes' name out there. Buster didn't even call for T.I. He was asked about T.I. And he was like, it's two different errors and all this other, all this other stuff. Like, yo, you are sadly mistaken if you think 
that T.I. would watch Busta Rhymes based on catalog. Busta Rhymes, on the other hand, is delusional if he thinks he can only use out songs after T.I.'s debut album. He, it would get ugly. Like, bro, you need, you need, you need all your firepower to beat T.I. You're not going be able to leave none of your guns in the house. You got to bring every gun with you to go against T.I. Right, right. That's just bottom line because you need dangerous. You need uh, everybody on the line outside. You need Wuha featuring ODB, rest in peace. You need uh, Flavor in Your Air remix. You need all those records. You can't leave those behind. You got Now, he got classic collabs that T.I. don't have. I mean, what's T.I.'s biggest collab record? Swagger like Swagger like us, probably yeah with Jay Z, Kanye, Lil Wayne. Yeah. And what is the what is the re- resounding uh, sentiment of the album? I mean, of the song that he had the weakest verse. Some people even question why he was on the song. Like, yo, you don't even have like swag. Like, why are you on the song? Like, nobody looks at Ti. Like, yo, Ti got swag. Not saying he can't dress or that he doesn't have. Swag, but he don't have swag to the point where he should be on a record called Swag like, like us. You know what I'm saying? Like, bro, you was basically you would wear a right. a, a, a collared shirt with a, a hat to the to the with a tilt, and that was that's that's it. Sometimes you wear all black with that. It's like that's you're not. I mean, you don't you're not a trendsetter. You know, you know what I'm saying you're not a trendsetter. Right. So, like that song had trendsetters, and then it was human. Kanye West, Trendsetter, Lil Wayne, Trendsetter, Oh, Trendsetter, T.I. You, you don't fit there, but you know what I mean? Nonetheless. But, you know, it's uh, November 19th. We got, what, three weeks? Hopefully they uh, they ask their fans, they ask the people, like, so they don't miss out. Like, I feel like that's one of the things these artists, because they get so arrogant or they put the their faith, like fat, put your faith in the wrong people's, you know what I'm saying, hands. It's like, they shit the bed on your behalf. You know what I'm saying? They shit the bed on your ass. The right. DJ Fab was, I don't care how uh, popular that dude is in his, in his, uh, you know what I'm saying, in his genre, whoever fuck with him, he was straight trash. I'm like, bro, what, what, what the fuck is he doing? Trash. Especially Especially when you're going up against Jay and Jay, I mean, he got a he got a better DJ. Yeah. You know it's like like X. Who X have as a DJ? Who who did X have as a DJ? It's Twist. I mean, I who mean, knows DMX records better than Twist? Nobody. So that's who you have. You have somebody who understands what you what you about. You know what I'm saying? Right. Um. But yeah, man. You know I'm gonna be. You know we're gonna do a. Uh, we're gonna do. We're gonna we're gonna touch back on that one before. Uh, before the day of the show, <clears throat> since this will be the uh, episode before the election, I want to want to make sure we, we go ahead and talk and just tell people make sure you go out and vote. You know I'm saying a lot of it's good to see a lot of people already got their saying got their voting out the way. You know, oh. uh, some people have done a great job of avoiding long lines. Some <laughs> not so lucky. Uh, I mean, I think the best thing to do is just if you vote. If you voted, if you plan on voting, talk about your experience voting. 
know what I'm saying? That's the way, that's that's the thing. If you talk about it and you get people, because some people are not going to vote because they, oh, I don't, they, they're lazy. You know what I'm saying? Let's be honest. People, some people are lazy, oh, I can't, and I don't want to do a line. If people talk about where they went to vote and how easy the process was or how quick the line was and those words spread, you get different places where people could go. I think uh, that will help people go out and vote, you know what I'm saying? A lot more. You know, but at the end of the day, it's your, it's your, you know, to me, it's your duty as an American citizen. If you had the privilege, if you're not a felon, you, you're allowed to vote. You should go out and vote. I mean, because at the end of the day, if you you, you don't vote, you sitting on your hands, I shouldn't hear your voice for the next four years. Whatever happens to you because of uh, government decisions, you got to cheek all that. All that. Because you you that you not part of the process, in that I mean you are every everybody is a part of the process. If you can vote, if you choose not to vote, you are part of the process, whether or not you believe it or not. You know whether you oh I ain't vote so I ain't no it's still because if you didn't vote you that vote you didn't give to the president the person who could have won, that means you helped put somebody in the office or you helped keep right. somebody in office. So your vote matters whether or not you do it or not. So stop all this. Oh I, I ain't no it matters. It matters. Bro, you got anything close before we get out of here? Man, besides that, you know, uh, vote again. Vote, vote, vote. I ain't got nothing else. I'm out of here, dog. Listen, hey, uh, we should have B-Money back in the building <laughs> uh, on episode 28. And if not, let me say, we should have B-Money back in the, in the building, episode 29. But we'll, we'll give him back in the building anyway. He's He's, in, he's here in spirit, like five times on camera. I mean, is that one, two, three, five times on camera right now. So he's always here. Hey, you want to ride up? One, 